Some of you sitting beside somebody you've not said hello yet. You want to tap your neighbor and say, Hello. Amen. I could see some new faces sitting there. Yeah, I love you. Amen. Uh, I don't know which language you speak, you know, but I do many languages, especially when you don't speak what I speak, you know. Amen. Praise the Lord. In Genesis chapter 22. Verse number 2 to 8. Praise the Lord. That's a Genesis. I don't want to do Genesis. I want to do. Thank you, Father. We love you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Second Kings. Thank you, Father. Second Kings chapter six. Second Kings chapter six. The Bible said, And the sons of the prophet said unto Elisha, See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Tell your neighbor it's too small. Did your neighbor hear you? Say it's too small. Please let us go to Jordan and let every man take a beam. From there, and let us make there a place where we may dwell. So he answered, Go. Then one said, Please consent to us with your servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them, and when they came to Jordan, they cut down trees. But as one was cutting down a tree, the Ionas had fell into the water, and he cried out and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. So the man of God said, Where did it fall? And he showed him the place. So he cut off a stick and threw it in there, and he made the iron float. Therefore he said, Pick it up for yourself. So he reached out his hand and took it. I want you to look at the face of your neighbor with an attitude, knowing where you've been is too small. You want to say, Moving to the bigger place. 
Come on, say neighbor. It is time to move to the bigger place. Maybe your neighbor doesn't know what he's saying. Say neighbor. Moving to the bigger place. Amen. What did your neighbor say? Did he like it? Amen. The profoundness of the scripture most often would dwell on the the iron floating on the water. I'm not going to dwell on that today, but I want you to understand that there is a bigger place for you. Tell your neighbor there is a bigger place for you. Amen. The word small is it means of a size that is less than normal or usual. Among all the definitions, I, I like this one. Amen. It said it is of a it means of a size that is less than normal or usual. Another meaning says insignificant or unimportant. It also means little in size or amount when compared with what is typical or average. I like that one also. The word small also means ashamed or weak. Now therefore one must understand that anything that is less than what it should be is classified as small. Therefore, it makes small more subjective than objective. Now, you have to understand when something is small, it means that there is, you know, I did a bit of accounting and I can't remember all of them, but there is a statement where there is a time when your bank statement that you have, the, 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 the statement you have, is not the same as the one in the bank. So sometimes we do what we call bank reconciliation. That is where we deal with unpresented checks and all those ones. Now over here, the, I want you to look at small base on your situation. Praise the Lord. Be with me. Now, the definition for small is saying that of a size less than what it should be. Recently, I met a gentleman, not, yeah, I think a gentleman, and I was talking to him, and he told me, uh, we have a bigger family, and we are eight, and I am number, number four, three. And I said, all right, it's okay. And I listened to him carefully when he was telling me, how big their family is. Then I paused and I told him, you are number four, but in my family, I am number 18. And we are 22, 21. Then he said to me, oh no, sorry. My family is small. Initially, when he started, he compared himself with the environment he was in, and everybody might have got two children or three children. And he classified his family as a big family.
But when he met my family, he called himself small family. Therefore, it makes the subject of small relative rather than one. Classifying to be more universally acceptable. Now, these are folks who have been there and they were there with the prophet of God. And the Bible said that they called the master, they called the prophet of God. I want you to look at the prophet of God as somebody who hears from God. So we'll look at some few principles here and we'll look at how we'll deal with them. Now they want us to, he said, I want us to go to Jordan. And Jordan in the Hebrew was, the word Jordan was extrapolated from the Hebrew word called Yaden. Or Yadin. Y-A-R-D-E-N. Which means to flow down or to descend. So it means that Jordan, we know Jordan is a place where Elisha had to cross with Elijah, or Elijah crossed the Jordan with Elijah. Jordan has been one of the most, one significant place with God and turning around situations. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 4 verse 9 to 10, it said, Now this, he ascended, he ascended. What does it mean but... That he also first descended into the lowest part of the earth. He who descended is also the one who also ascended far above all the heavens. That he might feel all things. Amen. So you must understand that to go up most of the time. uh, the, The height of a building is more dependent upon his foundation. The more you can spend time in rooting yourself, the more you have a high proclivity or tendency or pre-election to go up. Tell your neighbor, I have deepened myself. If you are building a building, somebody under the sound of my voice, and you are building, and somebody comes to you and tells you after you have laid the foundation and say to you, I am willing to help you build a massive building, and you know that the foundation you have laid cannot support it, it would, have, it would be what? Useless for the person to build on a foundation that is not firm. William Shakespeare made a statement, a quote, and I quote. He said, be not afraid of greatness. Some are born great, some achieve greatness, and others have greatness trust upon them. Praise the Lord. And I'm asking you, which of them are you? Amen. Every greatness comes with a prize. Tell your neighbor it comes with a prize. Now, when you look at this text carefully, you will understand that the prophet was with them all along when their situation was the same. They were in a smaller place and needed to move to a bigger place. But the Bible said the inquire of the prophet. And I want you to look at the prophet as somebody, when they inquire of the prophet, they were not relating to a man when they inquire from the prophet what they were trying to say is that prophet who hears from god what is god saying about our greatness what is god saying about this greatness we are feeling within our spirit he said the place where we are 
is too small. Tell your neighbor it is too small. Now I told you that greatness comes with a price. Anybody can pay a price. But if you don't have what it takes, you can't possess it. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Abraham, before the foundation of the world, has been embedded, something embedded has been placed on him. Something so powerful, something big has been placed upon him. But the Bible said in the book of Genesis chapter 12, verse number 1 to 3, it said, Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get out of your father's of you, get out of your country from your father and I want to lead you to a place. The new King James says that now the Lord said unto Abraham, get out of your country from your, fa- from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse those who curse you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be war. Shall be blessed. Now this greatness is within Abraham. But the Bible said that it couldn't manifest until the Lord spoke to him. Amen. So the first thing that shows that your place is too small is when you hear the voice of God. The voice of God is the measure that determines whether you are big or you are small. When an elephant gives birth and it is just as the size of a dog, there is a problem. But if a cat gives birth to a cat with the smallness of their sizes, with all respect to cats, you will understand that by when you compare the parent with the child you can know that they are small or they are not the bible said they consulted the prophet and asked the prophet and said the place where we are is too small number one if the place where you are is too small you will never be comfortable there you will you will feel in your spirit you will feel in your heart that there is something wrong and that is why you can't behave like the others. Because there was a time that egg was given to uh, a, ch- a, a chicken had to be... Uh, had to be let, me, let me tell you the story. There are times when you are placed in the company of people who are limited by their attitude. But when you get in the midst of them, you realize that you are different. Say, I am different. The Bible said that all around them, they came out to the prophet and said... We want to go and enlarge our course, but I want you to inquire of the Lord. Your greatness, before greatness manifests in your life, you have to get in contact with God. And when you get in contact with God, he begins to reveal to you the hidden things, the truth about your identity. And when God begins to reveal to you, you begin to understand that you are too small. There are some of you under the sound of my voice. When you are in the midst of the company you are in, you will realize that the way you talk, the way you perceive things is different. You will notice that greatness. There are times that people around you can spot it because greatness is an attitude. Tell your neighbor, greatness is an attitude. If you haven't got the greatness and greatness is given to you, you will lose it. Greatness is an attitude. 
When you meet great people who have got the potentiality much more than their environment, people who deserve to be given opportunity, when you see their attitude, you see that this guy is bigger than where he is. And that is when we introduce a word called promotion. When the manager began to look at what you are doing, he sees that your capacity is more. And the Bible said the prophet said to them, you can go. And there is somebody under the sound of my voice. You are hearing this message because where you are is too small for you. (laughs) I didn't hear amen. Where you are is too small for you and you need to know what God is saying concerning your situation. The Bible said, it said, I want you, not only would I want you to give me your consent, but I want you to go with us. Precious one, there is one thing you must understand that when God tells you your greatness, you can't do without the God who told you. And every now and then we have people who come to the presence of God and they are told how great God is going to make them and they leave God. If God told you how great you are, you can only become that great person with God. And sometimes it means that when you are walking with God, when you can only become that great with God, it means that you cannot take the principles of the devil to use it in the vision of God to succeed. Most often than not, that is why the Bible talks about if we have to be called, we should be called. If we have to be caught, we should be caught. We can't combine the two together. I am ministering to somebody who have identified. There are times in our life when we begin to discover our ability to expand. There are times that the devil will introduce us to things that will distract us. Praise the Lord. Now the Bible said that when he was going with them, he went with them. All of them made an effort to change their situation. Greatness or moving to your bigger place comes with a price. It will not just happen because you desire for it. It will not just happen because God told you it will happen. It will happen because you were ready. And as we said in Hebrews, the Bible said that they have had the same greatness we talk about, but they were not ready to pay the price to mix it with faith. My Bible said that the Bible said while they were working, the Bible said their eyes fell in the water. My question to somebody under the sound of my voice is, how can God tell them to go and a problem occur? Most of you sit here and you think that when God is orchestrate or tells you to do something, it means it is trouble free. It said that even though you go through the valleys of the shadows of death, you will fear no evil because God is with you. When you read the Bible and you encounter those who became great, they didn't just become great because they decided, because they fought for it and God has made a provision to make it happen. I pray that today you will receive strength in the name of Jesus. In Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2, the Bible said, looking all, I like the amplify. It said, looking away from all that would distract us. Focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith. The first incentive for our belief and the one who will bring our faith to maturity. Who for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross. 
disregarding the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God revealing his deity his authority and the com- and what we call and the completion of his work now let's look at the things that makes greatness there are times in your life when you pursue your greatness one of the things i want to emphasize on is despising your shame anybody who wants to move to the place of greatness you must be ready to despise the shame Questions will come into your head like, why will I rise up to fight for what is mine? Why will I rise up? What about if I don't succeed? Most often when you are in an environment where many are not striving for greatness, when you begin to make that effort, people will begin to put you down. Check the story about David. When his brothers saw him going to fight what they couldn't fight. But look at me. When the brothers of David saw the greatness of Goliath, the Bible said they back out. But there was something in, in, in David that made him feel like he can approach. And that is what is the instinct of greatness. In all your family, everybody wants to settle with secondaries too. But something inside you makes you feel like I can do more. Then you begin to pursue and you begin to get your degree. Then you begin to pursue. Not everybody can perceive the way you are perceiving. It is because of your DNA of greatness. Praise the Lord. When you look at everything that is happening around you, you can see that there is something different about me. It's a despising the shame. There is a shame everybody must despise and there is a cross. And the speciality of the cross that comes our way is being, is being dedicated to us, prescribed to us. It is distinct, there is a level of distinctiveness to our cross, which means that it is, not, it is not like your cross is the same as my cross. It has got a level of difference. Praise the Lord. I want you to understand that the place where you are is too small. That is why you are hearing this. If you have to move to your bigger place, if you have to move to your bigger place, there are things you need to know. Number one, you want to, number one, asking for the right things. If you have to move from your place, of smallness to the bigger place as you get that you must know how to ask the right things when i talk about asking the right things it has got a level of uncomfortableness when somebody begins to ask you when you know that where you are is too small for you it's like blind Batimio who scream there is a level and a package that goes with your action and when you begin to ask it tells the person that you really need it Blambatimio was okay there until he discovered that I'm better than this. The Bible said the way he, you must know how to ask. And in your asking, you must be able to endure. Because any time where you are, I promise you, there are people around you. I remember when I remember when I was I was I was I was I was I, was, I, was, I finished my teaching qualification and, and I was I was teaching and I saw I was already in a job and working and I saw uh, a job that was second in department in mass and 
and, and they, they, they wanted somebody, you know, they wanted somebody, you know, it's a serious matter. And one of the things they do to entice you is to put a bigger amount there, you know, just to let you know that uh, it's a big amount, you know. Most of the time, you know, they hide their amount, but if they want to entice you more, they put the amount there. And myself and my colleagues saw, we saw it, and I told my colleague, you know, this is, I want to go for this job. And, and, and immediately he said to me, yeah, you can go for it. But most often, the environment you are in will begin to put, how can you go for such a job? How can you apply for this job? And I've met people who came into this country and there is something inside them that is telling them, I can't be employed by somebody. I must employ somebody. It is in, they, 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 they feel it. They look at the same economy and their way of behavior is different. Praise the Lord. And when you are asking for something, you have to know how to ask. When you fill your application form, you have to let the person know that I want it. Praise the Lord. And when I went for it, I saw it and I took it. Amen. So the first thing you have to do is you asking for the right things. Asking for the right. The Bible said they went to the master and said the place where we are. It's too small. And before you ask, you have to gain what it takes to move to your next level. You cannot be given a class of two students. Let me pause here. I'll pause here. Amen. You have been given the opportunity to play keyboard. Let me use keyboard. And now you are not serious with it. You want, you want more. Like, like it's like going to a workplace and you are given two hours. You must be able to endure and you must be able to get some things done before you ask for more. Number two, identifying the anointed. Praise the Lord. Not only are you supposed to know how to ask, but you must know who to ask. You have to know where the possibility of what you are asking can be there. Praise the Lord. Identifying the world, the anointing. The anointing is the divine enablement of God. Point number three, readiness to move forward into the bigger place. You must be ready to move. Praise the Lord. How were they ready to move? They didn't have what it takes. They made an effort to go and borrow to make it happen. Readiness to all. To move. You remember when I was talking to you about this life of Abraham. The Bible said when God told him to move. God didn't tell him that he should pick young, some of his young servants. But the Bible said that he picked the young servant. And gave them responsibility just to make the journey successful. It is not all God's word will tell you. He will tell you in part. Point number four. Readiness to fight for what is yours. For the fact that you identify that you are bigger than where you are, it doesn't mean that when you attempt it, you succeed. You must be ready to fight until you see it happen. The Bible said that when the, they were cutting it, the Bible said the ass fell into the water, but he didn't, he didn't just leave it there. He decided to fight. He said, this thing that we have decided to achieve, we will make it happen. Praise the Lord. There will be objections. 
there will be subjections there will be there will be rejections but we have decided to move we are not backing out the people of God, great, the reason why some of us are not able to actualize the greatness that is upon our life is because we back out when things are not moving right. I was told that the, the, the owner of McDonald's, when he started the beggar, he tried many times, many times. Praise the Lord. He tried many times. He didn't succeed, but he didn't give up. Praise the Lord. And I was even told that the one who, the one who manufactured, uh, the one who brought about Facebook, he wanted to work with a company. Is it? He wanted to work with a company, and later on, the company didn't take him. He went and created Facebook, and the company bought it from him. There are times at your workplace you see that you are different. Everybody is settling for that small thing, but you are persevere. Perseverance is a sign of greatness. Readiness to fight for what is yours. Praise the Lord. Blambatimio, immediately he started shouting. It is not those people who are far off from you who discourage you most often. A man's enemies are what? His own household. When Blambatimio was, he was asking for what was his. For the fact that you are asking for what was yours... Or what is yours doesn't mean others will agree with you. Praise the Lord. The reason why in this ministry, I feel within my DNA that this ministry is bigger than it is. Why? Because God told me. And if I don't give up and I don't allow anything to distract me, I will move forward and that is where I'll be. I thought you put your hands together there. The faith from the spirit of agreement and teamwork. You have to be able to have good alliance. You have to be able to meet the right people to talk to them. And for them to empower team spirit. The Bible said they all went together. In Acts chapter 2, the Bible said they were gathered together in one place. When you begin to identify your greatness, you begin to notice that you are different. You have to associate with the right company. Any company that has not got the, dis, the, the, the DNA and the characteristics of what you want in your life, you disconnect from them. Praise the Lord. There are times you meet, uh, in terms of the fact that you've realized there is greatness in your life, there are times you will meet other pastors and the things they are prioritizing is not the things God has told you. You, dis, you disconnect with them. You disconnect, you disengage, you, 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 you dis everything with them. Praise the Lord. The spirit of agreement and teamwork. The next thing I want to talk about, number point number six, is you have to learn how to cry. The Bible said immediately the ass fell into the water. The Bible said what? He said he cried. Not only are you supposed to know how to cry, you have to know who to cry to. Praise the Lord. Crying will get you what you need, but if you cry to the wrong person, you aren't going to have resort. Praise the Lord. The believer must learn to know how to cry. I'll talk about this later on in the preaching. The believer, one of the things that causes you to be delivered. I remember many years ago when my, 
my little boy Aaron spoke to me. He said, Daddy, do you know the strength of the baby? I said, I don't know, son. Tell me. He said, Daddy, the strength of the baby is your cry. I said, how did you know? He said, when I was young, we had a meeting. I said, I wonder where you did that meeting. A child can cry and you, the mother, you will stop what you are doing to go and pick your child. They don't have the words to articulate their pain. They put it into cry. That is what the boy is doing right now. His father cannot be comfortable because the boy is crying. You have to know how to cry. Yeah. High five. You succeeded. Congratulations. Your cry is powerful. Praise the Lord. The Bible said, David said, hear my cry, O God. And I turn unto my... It is not just the prayer, but the cry that goes with it. Go and ask Delilah. She knew how to cry. If you meet a woman who can cry, she can lose your... There are certain words that comes into my heart. I don't know they are right or they are called debiality. <laughs> Few people understand debiality. <laughs> You must, you must know how to cry. You cry in your pain. You cry. The Bible said the tears, the sweat upon him was like that of blood. You must know how to cry. The believer who doesn't know how to cry cannot attract heaven. You must know how to cry. The Bible said Anna prayed in tears and said, God, give me a child. That is why when I meet people who come to the presence of God and they don't know how to cry in the presence of God. The Bible said the woman tapped onto the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her tears. <laughs> tears are so powerful that sometimes we kept, we kept our tears in a bottle. As a memorial. A believer who doesn't know how to cry. Cry is a way of prayer. If you don't know how to wrestle. If you don't know how to cry upon God. You'll be a loser. Point number seven. Willingness to sacrifice. Go in the extra. You can't be normal and become extraordinary. You can't be ordinary. And become a, you have to do something extra. You can't sleep the same way other people sleep. You can't read the same way other people read. We study so hard. It's a study to show thyself approve. Readiness to sacrifice. Letting something go. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to watch the fight. Because it was too intense. Anthony Joshua. But I listened to the highlight. Is it what's the name of the other guy he fought with? Lewis. They asked him, Why did you think you lost the fight? He said, I didn't prepare enough. I didn't listen to my coach. I didn't listen to my father. He said, I got one of the he said that made me excited. He said, I got too excited with the greatness. That I party too much. And I gain the weight. 
I should have lost. Most of you, when you get, you start enjoying a little bit of greatness. You start relinquishing. You forget the things that made you who you are. (laughs) He said you must be ready to sacrifice. Hallelujah. I am here to tell somebody under the sound of my voice, the place where you are is too small for you. That is why you feel the way you feel in your spirit. Ah, there are times in your life when everything looks as if it will not happen, but in your spirit, you know that God will make a way for you. I've applied some jobs that God told me I will get it, and when he told me everything about me, he says I will not possess it. I remember many years ago when the, that is why the Bible talk about when the stone that the builders rejected became the cornerstone. Because who made it the cornerstone? It was God. He said, I take the foolish things of the wise. Or I take the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Because God wants you to understand that when he appoints you, nothing shall deter his objective concerning your life. If you are ready to walk with him, you shall see his glory. The Bible says he picked David who was, he didn't have any physical appearance or what we term as physical pocritude. He didn't have the stature. He didn't have the boldness. He didn't have the the, the charisma. But the Bible says he was chosen by God. And I believe somebody under the sound of my voice, you have been chosen by God. The things that scare others, that makes them bounce out. The things that makes people frightened. You see it happen to you and you don't give up. You keep on fighting. You keep on fighting until you succeed. I am here to tell somebody under the sound of my voice that there is greatness in you. When you feel that there is greatness in you, rise up and seek the face of God. And say, Lord, I can't make it with my strength. It's some trust and sorrows and some Trust in Taros and horses, but those who trust in the Lord, they shall be like Mount Zion that is unmovable. I am here to tell somebody under the sound of my voice that Goliath standing in front of you can never take you from the place of your greatness. If God told you you shall be great, nothing shall take it from you. Tap your neighbor and say, Nothing shall take it from me. Uh, it doesn't just happen. Huh? The things I am going through, they are characteristics. Let me finish here. Huh? There are some things you must understand. Huh? Those who are great go through some things. Huh? Those who are, who are great, huh? they feel some things within them. Huh? If I look at the things I am going through, huh? it tells me there is greatness in me. Huh? If I look at the situations I am encompassing, huh? if I look at the situation that I'm encountering, huh? it tells me there is greatness in me. Huh? When I look the people around me and the thing they say to me it tells me there is greatness in me when I do something and others look at it they tell me what I've done is different from others it tells me there is greatness in me in spite of the difficulties that comes my way I'm able to press on it tells me there is greatness in me tell your neighbor I can see there is greatness in me Ah, uh, the way the devil is focusing on my life. Ah, uh, I realize that he never attacked 
good things. He never attacks small things. So as I am small at the moment, he said, even though my beginning may be small, greater is he that is about to make me great. And I see your greatness coming. The reason why the devil is on you is because you are a seed, pregnant with the future of greatness. That is why you can know that the devil is on you. The reason why your children are under attack every now and then, it tells you that you are great because they are all signs of distraction. When I look around me and I look at what I look at and the way I perceive things, it tells me there is greatness in me. I can't be ordinary rather than being extraordinary is my portion. I can't allow my greatness to be buried in the sun. If God called me and I said to you that everyone under the sound of my voice, if the prophet of God, the word of God confirmed to you that there is greatness in you, if you will not go ahead of God and you will walk with God, he said when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory is shares on our way. There is somebody under the sound of my voice. Moses said, I feel it in my spirit. The reason why I fight for the Israelites is not because I'm stupid. Other Israelites were not fighting. But I know there is something in me. And it is not a follower. It is a leader. And the Bible said he killed the Egyptian. And my Bible said when he left and went away, he had an encounter with God. The thing that will cause you to go back to what you were born to be in spite of the attack that came into your came into your life i prophesy today you shall see what you need to see to press on in the name of jesus I don't know what you know, but I've come a long way. I know there is somebody under the sound of my voice. The reason why you can't accept that sickness is that there is something in you that tells you, when I pray, my healing will come. That is to tell you that you are better than that sickness. And so far as you are better than that sickness, that sickness shall bow. You have no idea. I remember my first... <laughs> my, my, <laughs> I know a gentleman, and their, first, their family, the first one, the first gentleman who went to boarding school became a drug addict. He died in that state. He could write with one of my elder brothers, he could write with both his left and right. His left and right can write as nice as both. He plays table tennis with le- both left and right. If he's playing left-handed, you would think he's left-handed. If he plays right, he spoke French like English. So fluent. Went to boarding school. And when somebody introduced him to weed. My next brother also went to secondary school. Also became distracted. He didn't pass properly. But I felt in my spirit, I will go to boarding school. And the devil that can cause me to bounce out, I will go. I went to boarding school, and that was the place I encountered God more. Don't allow the failures of others to discourage you from being what God has called you to be. Stand on your feet.
I want you to pray in one minute. We're finishing right now. I speak to that marriage. I speak to that education. I speak to the gift of God upon your life. The calling of God upon your life. I pray that you shall become what God said. Because he told you it shall come to pass. I pray for special anointing upon your life. That you will not be discouraged. That you will no more fear. You will no more be dismayed. You will no more give up on God. In the name of Jesus. I bless you with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places. In Jesus' name, amen.